This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by our free download, Spring Clean Your To-Do List, a six-step guide to transform towering to-do lists into a trimmed-down list that's actually to-doable. Download the guide at fullfocusplanner.com slash printables. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet, so you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Verbs, here with Blake Stratton and our special guest, Deidre Romero. What's up? What's up? Hello. Wow. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm super excited to be here. I'm excited to have you, Deidre. For those of you that have worked with us in the past in our Business Accelerator program. You know Deidre as the Client Success Specialist, which is really fun to say five times fast, uh, Mm -hmm. slash genius, slash maker of everything happening, slash hero to clients. But in the Stratton household, we know Deidre as uh, two things. A, real fun following IG, and, and B... A, a tremendous baker of sourdough. So, Deidre, this welcome. This is true. Thank you for having me. And honestly, out of all those accolades, I'm probably the most proud of the sourdough award that you gave me because um, that was a hard-fought one, honestly. It was one of my goals for 2020, and I crushed it. And it's, yeah, it's become a lifelong skill of mine now. So, thanks for having me, Blake. Yeah. And since we're live on a podcast, I figured now would be the best time to say – could it make it to your big three to drop off another <laughs> loaf sometime? I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. I just baked a loaf on Sunday, so I'm not due. And no, because you don't live near me anymore. So you don't get bread deliveries That's in your mailbox. That's what it was about for you. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> okay, whatever. It was like whatever. I baked too much bread. Who can I take this to so it doesn't go to waste? So you will have to relocate if you want to be in my bread circle now. Awesome. I feel super special. Yeah. Uh, and on that note... Let's talk about what everyone loves, which is meetings. Yes. Don't you love meetings, Deidre? Let's have a meeting. I after love this, meetings. Actually. Yeah. We're going to meet after this. I love meetings. You know, I love it when <laughs> I wake up and I look at my schedule for the day and it's just bumper to bumper meetings. That's just yeah. really exciting. <laughs> now, there's different kinds of meetings, those, those guys. You're, you're, you're meeting about the meeting. And once you have to, once you have the meeting, you need to have a meeting to debrief the meeting you just had, and then figure out how you can have a better meeting, and not have yeah. so many debriefing meetings. You know, so, meetings are are brilliant. They are really the cause of and solution to most of your problems at work. Yeah, the cause mm. and the solution. That's right. You know, That's I hear this a lot from incoming clients when they join Business Accelerator. I, I like to ask this magic wand question when I'm onboarding clients. And I say, if I had a magic wand and I could solve one problem for you, what problem would you want me to solve? And a lot of times they say, my my calendar is just too crowded with meetings. Yeah. And, and so do you bring out a magic wand? Like what happens next? Yeah, I, I do. I have a magic wand. I pull it out and okay. I, I do that whole thing right there on the first. Wow. Wand. It's actually made of sourdough. <laughs> it's actually made of <laughs> floppy. It's kind of a floppy wand. It's softness to it. My but. sourdough is very crisp. Okay, Blake, take it back. I was about to say, floppy sourdough, is that a thing? That's well, nasty. I guess I was just thinking if it's a wand, you know, it's a really 
I just assume. Maybe it's just a really wide It's basically font, just, like a loaf. it's really just a breadstick. A loaf on That's a stick. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's an Olive Garden breadstick. I just keep them under my desk and then just pull it out. Okay, okay. If you do not have a magic breadstick to make your bad meetings go away, though, let's just assume that that's maybe 20 or 30% of our audience don't have that breadstick currently in their possession. <laughs> For those people, what should we do if we're feeling stressed because there's too many meetings and we don't have time to do our real work? What should we do if, like our clients so often feel, our meetings are devouring our necessary productive time and they're not producing the value we need them to produce what do we do Deidre just I, sum it up I for think us this is, I'm just <laughs> it's a relationship with your calendar honestly because your calendar it really needs to reflect your priorities exactly your calendar needs to reflect your priorities well said I would say if you feel like you are the servant of your calendar if you wake up and it's man my I wish I could do X, Y, and Z, but my calendar is crazy. That's a sign that you need to make a change. And you need to get to a place where your calendar is really serving you and not the other way around, Mm -hmm. which means you've got to start owning, or maybe a better term would be auditing the meetings that you are committing to on a regular basis. Yeah, because once you you make that stance, you, you draw that boundary and say, you know what, I'm not going to participate in meetings that aren't serving me anymore. That means you're going to have more time to do the work that's really important. And that's what it's all about, right? The question still remains, how do you know which meetings to actually get out of? Well, we have a couple of clues for you today that's going to bring some clarity to that. So what is the first clue that it's actually time. The time has come to get out of a meeting and excuse yourself. What is the first clue? I've got this one. I know it right away. If your meeting is actually just a one-way conversation, if it's just a monologue Mm -hmm. and not an actual conversation, that means that meeting is not necessary. What what do you mean a monologue, Deidre? Yeah. Could you monologue on that for us? (laughs) Let me just give you a monologue here. You know, sometimes you're you're going into a meeting and you're not contributing to the conversation. Someone is just downloading information to you, right? So they're giving you an update on something. Um, They're, you know, telling you how this deal played out or how this project went down. And you're not really contributing to the conversation. You're just downloading information. That's a one-way meeting. And instead of that being a meeting on your calendar – it needs to be something else. And I know you have some ideas, Blake, on other options. Yeah, for sure. Making a, a video works really well. So it, let's say you're the person calling the meeting. Oh, well, there's this big, you know, there's something, there's this update to this software or there's uh, a way that we're going to change the client delivery process. And maybe you lead a team and you go, you know what, I ought to have a meeting so that everyone knows this is a serious thing. Or what? maybe that's just the culture. Oh, well, I ought to have a meeting. Consider, what is the outcome that you actually want? Is the outcome, I want to get people's opinions? I, I want to hear people's reaction in real time? Well, yeah, that's not a monologue. That's a conversation. But if it's right. just, I want people to know what's what so they can take appropriate action this week or this month. In that case, consider... Sending just a message, you know, in your messaging service like Slack, we use that a lot for 
even company-wide updates will just actually be done through Slack, which, you know, there's no need to call a huge company meeting. Just send the message, broadcast it to everyone. Or if you feel like you do want a more personal feel, create a video. I use this software called Loom. It's Love free to it. use. You just yeah. create a, a video or you can even, if you want to explain something, do a screen share of a process. You've done this for me before, Deidre, where you just go through a process and HubSpot or some mm-hmm. software we need and you say, Blake, here's how you do this and click, click, click. And then you send it to me and you've just saved each of us time in our calendar by avoiding that meeting. Yeah. When there's no back and forth happening, when there's not input happening both ways, then that does not need to be a meeting. Now, can I put a caveat here? Am I allowed? Caveat away. Sometimes when you're sharing really delicate or sensitive information, it should still be a meeting. And that's the one caveat I'll put there because hmm. if you're downloading information, let's say you had to let a team member go, you know, horrible situation, very unfortunate. I don't think that's something you want to send a text message or a Slack message about. Even though you're just downloading information, I still think it should be in person. Do you agree or disagree, Blake? I think that's a good caveat. I I, yeah. I would accept that. Again, you know, so, sometimes there's – I mean, in that example you have, I think part of the reason is that sensitive situations, you want to give some space because you want that's to see people's reactions in real time. Or, you know, if people feel a certain way, a lot of times when those meetings have been called, it's, I'm not planning on a conversation, but if it feels like one needs to happen, I want to make space for that, mm-hmm. then yeah, maybe a monologue, but you can schedule a meeting to deliver that for sure. Deidre, I'd be interested to hear um, input from you on this. It seems like that during the pandemic, it's kind of forced us into more of that scenario to where things are getting recorded Versus, hey, let's call a meeting just because meetings, unless they were happening on Zoom, they're just not going to happen. But as you work with kind of business leaders who are the ones that may be calling those types of meetings, have you seen a shift away from everything has to be a meeting to more or less what we're talking about here? Just kind of record it, send it in a Slack message, something like that. Absolutely. You know, especially with people working from home with young kids, they can't always hop on a meeting. And, um, for a lot of our business owners, it's just easier for them to get information to their team members and let them watch the video on their own time when you know the kids are outside playing or when they're working on schoolwork. So with that gives greater flexibility to your team, um, you know, doing the loom videos. And a lot of the barrier there was technology, right? We just didn't have a better way. So back in the olden days, you had to call a meeting in order to, to show everybody, you know, the visuals and get everybody aligned. And we just don't have to do that anymore. So I think there are a lot of great tools. I know you mentioned Loom, but like a lot of people like to use Vidyard. Um, there are a few other tools like that that do screen sharing, screencasting. All right. So that was clue number one. It's a monologue, not a conversation. Clue number two, it has outlived its usefulness. Some meetings we just don't need anymore. Help us understand how we get to that point. I have a confession, Blake. You know that meeting that we have every Friday morning at 930? <laughs> this is real you mean time. the one folks. I ejected myself from? Yeah, I, you I, stopped I, coming. No joke. I referenced that in the last podcast. You that did. Is, that was recorded as because we were talking about can we delete, 
you know, a task or eliminate a task. And I said, sometimes you need to eliminate a meeting. Like this one time, Deidre wanted to meet with me on Fridays. Did you seriously call me out like that? I didn't name drop you. No, you I didn't. You put me but on blast? That. Okay. So yeah, we have this meeting on ninth, at 9.30 on, on Friday mornings. And the last three meetings have felt really useless. Like I, I read the information in Slack previous. I'd already received the information. And I'm going to go ahead and just call it and just put it in the grave because it doesn't need to happen anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's it's one of those things where when you acknowledge that, I think it creates a positive culture of we want our time and our calendar to really serve our goals, not the other way around. And by saying, hey, let's default to not having the meeting because, you know, you're meeting in that instance, you're meeting with uh, two of our sales team. And if that meeting's not on their calendar, guess what gets to be on their calendar? Sales calls. You know, the stuff that they're actually paid to do that produce mm-hmm. results. And so I love that because the worst case scenario is you go a couple weeks without that meeting and you go, you know what, maybe we were too aggressive, let's bring it back. But if you never ask the question or if there's not a culture of usefulness as the hallmark of a good meeting, then pretty soon everyone's just sort of in the meeting and it's low energy and it's like, all right, here, now we're going to do this and I guess we'll do that. I don't never My meetings are never like that. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Rude. No, I totally no, agree not. with you. So uh, officially, my feelings will no longer be hurt when you don't attend that Friday morning meeting because it's not going to exist. Okay, great. Well, so, and again, does this affect the bread delivery in any way, shape, or form? <laughs> Is that? Yeah. Still no. Okay, cool. Great. So if a meeting's outlived its usefulness, w- one thing that I would recommend everyone do is look at your calendar right now, unless you're on the road, but just look through the last week or two. And look at those meetings that are recurring, the Mm -hmm. ones that are, oh, I always have this meeting at such and such time every week. And one thing you want to look for is, has it outlived its usefulness? Meaning, could you outright delete it? Or maybe it's just, we, we said we needed to have this meeting every day. We said we needed to have this meeting every week. Maybe we could actually get away with bi-weekly. Maybe we could Mm. get away with once a week. Or maybe, and this has happened again on our team, Deidre, is, we used to have a standing meeting that was 90 minutes long. And we recognized, guess what? When we create 90 minutes, it always takes 90 minutes. Yeah. And we said, what if we tried shortening this to 60 minutes? And on occasion, have we gone over and said, hey, if everyone has time, let's stick around? Yeah. But mm-hmm. 80% of the time, we've just saved everybody a half hour. So that's another way to think through that process of has it outlived its usefulness? Could you just outright get rid of it or limit the frequency or shorten the time of the meeting? Well, I actually have another confession to make. Is is this a confession podcast? These are my confessions. I can't sing any more of that song. Otherwise, we have to pay for it. But you know (laughs) what I'm talking about. Okay. I found myself on a meeting just a couple of weeks ago and I literally got on the meeting and I don't I, I don't even know this person who asked me to meet with, with them and I tried like before the meeting, okay, somebody requested a meeting with me. I tried to be like, hey, what's this meeting about without being rude and then I got on the meeting and I still didn't know what the meeting was about and guess what, Like the other person who requested the meeting with me also didn't know what the meeting was about. 
How does that happen? How There's does that happen? There's nothing more that I hate than showing up to a meeting that doesn't have a clear objective. And that's our third clue, that your meeting has a problem. Exactly. Clue three, your meeting has no clear purpose, no clear mm. objective for mm. what are we trying to accomplish in this meeting? What's the agenda? You know, if there's no agenda set, that's a recipe for a disaster. That's a recipe for the first 10 minutes is just small talk and then kind of get into something and then you end up with hazy, unclear yeah. outcomes. It's the worst. Is the worst because she was like, what do you know about this? And I was like, I know nothing about this. And I was like, what do you know about this? And she was like, I know nothing about this. So we both had to go back and do homework. And then guess what? We had to meet again because we didn't uh, have a clear objection. I know, right? That hasn't happened to me in years. And I was kind of like slapping my wrist after I got off the call. Like, gosh, don't ever go into a meeting again without a really clear purpose and objective. I'll give an example from my own world. So I'll, I'll be on calls sometimes with prospective clients of ours. And someone maybe has watched a webinar or, or something like that, and they schedule time. And sometimes I have an intake form, so I, I typically have a sense for what they want to talk about. Sure. But what I've made a part of my process is, because this, you know, this book's 45 minutes on my calendar. So I've made it a part of my process at the start of the meeting to just sync up expectations. Just say, hey, before we mm -hmm. dive in, let's sync up our expectations for this call. You know, what? Mm -hmm. here's what I am planning on doing in terms of an agenda. Does that sound right to you? Is that okay? And sometimes I've, I've been on calls before and I'll, and I'll state this agenda and, you know, I'll, I'll be like, cool. So, you know, what, what do you need help with? And like, nothing. And, you know, my job is to, <laughs> I, I kind of consider my role almost like a coming to the doctor's office, right? Like, obviously, I'm not treating physical ailments, but business ailments, people struggling to get a, a double win in their life or their business, you know, identifying those problems and then prescribing a solution, whether it be us or another resource. Mm -hmm. And so if someone comes to me, it's like coming to the doctor's office and nothing's wrong. I'm like, hey, great. That's awesome that nothing's wrong. And I've literally just said, it's been great talking to you. Um, I'm looking <laughs> Are you in the meetings? Oh, yeah. You do? I've, I've, ended, yeah. I've ended meetings after... 10 or 15 minutes Wow! because it's just clear. I'm like, oh, like, you know, what, what made you want to schedule the call? Oh, well, you know, I just really like what you guys do. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I'm sure you've got important stuff to do today. So congratulations. You no, know, I, 30 minutes I really, I hate feeling like I'm being held hostage on a, on a meeting. It's so much worse on zoom too. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause you like have no control. So I'm glad that you do that and give people that time back. Absolutely. Yeah, so I think it's it, that's I guess maybe a tip is be clear before the meeting. You know, this is one of the reasons yeah. we recommend in the weekly preview to look mm -hmm. at the landscape to do a weekly overview to see what meetings are on my calendar and at that point consider is the objective for each of these meetings I have on my calendar clear? And if not, let me if you've got an assistant, maybe they can do this for you, but if you don't go ahead and and send an email, just say, hey, just checking in about that meeting on Wednesday. You know, I'm not clear on what exactly we want to accomplish. Could you send me an agenda? Totally. And that'll, mm -hmm. I mean, that saves you a ton of time before you get into your week. Mm -hmm. And then if you're on the call and it's still not clear, I mean, there, maybe it's because I'm an introvert, Tidra. There is nothing so sweet. It's, it's almost like 
if you can imagine a perfectly, you know, crusty, warm, soft on the inside slice of bread with some butter on it, if you can imagine that, that's the sweetness. That's what it's like when someone cancels a meeting for me. They're like, oh, you know what? We got to cancel this. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I don't know. Am I the only one? Like when someone cancels a meeting, I'm almost always like, this is awesome. So even you're not the bad guy. If you say, hey, you know, um, I really want to respect your time. It feels like maybe we're not ready to have this meeting yet. Could we go ahead and and just press pause on this? And if if we feel like Mm -hmm. we need to have it next week, you can reach out. And you'd be surprised. You're not the bad guy. You're probably the hero. Yeah, in, in middle school, we used to call that recess. So everybody <laughs> runs out of the door screaming. All right, so that was clue number three. It has no clear objective. Let's talk about this clue number four. It doesn't require your contribution. What do you do in that sense? I imagine this kind of goes back to it feels like it's more of a monologue, at least from your end, if you're not actually bringing anything to the table or nothing is really required of you to bring to the table. I don't know that that requires my contribution. Just <laughs> I see what oh, you did man. there. No, this you is, know, I, <laughs> it doesn't mean the meeting doesn't need to happen. It just means maybe you don't need to be there for it. And you could just get notes afterwards on what was decided. So uh, leaders, I think, especially if you're like in a director or manager role, you feel like you need to be in all these meetings. That's just not true. You're kidding yourself. Like you're really, nobody needs you that much. We always overinflate our our own importance, right? They don't need us. People just need to meet, share the information, figure out the solution, and then give us action items and maybe, you know, an overview of what was decided at the meeting. Deidre, so you just said something interesting where maybe the meeting needs to happen, but Mm -hmm. you just don't necessarily need to be there. Let's let's drift for a second here. What does it mean for a meeting to have to happen? What what are some meeting examples or objectives where yeah, that meeting does need to happen? Yeah. Well, personally, I think a good meeting is any meeting where you're doing some kind of singing or performing in general, like Oh, you know, sure. Really. Absolutely. You're, yeah, and if you're <laughs> that- there and you're in, you're in your performance mode. I also need to be there. That's a good exactly. Point. That's why you know the accounting team invites me to all these meetings, and mm-hmm. I thought, you know what? I don't know if this needs my contribution. And they say, Blake, we heard you sprinkle in some usher into that last podcast. Our meetings are a little bit, you know, a little snooze fest, talking yeah. spreadsheets. <laughs> Can you bring some of that flavor? And you know, the answer is you'll have to talk to my EA, uh, Chad Cannon, about that. But yeah, right. I'm just kidding. So a meeting that needs to happen. I think I've got my own thoughts on this. Uh, Deidre, sure. I don't want to step on, or, you know, or verbs, you can weigh in on this too. Mm-hmm. What are some examples, I guess, of meetings, maybe even like recurring meetings that feel like, yeah. no, that is really necessary? I think absolutely meetings with your direct reports. That needs to happen at some frequency. It probably doesn't need to happen at the frequency that you have it set at. A lot of people think they need to meet with their direct reports twice a week. Goodness, you do not need to meet that much. Yeah, I'll say um, from our side, because we're working cross-collaboratively with events and getting those up and going, um, sometimes it's necessary to establish a decent frequency of those meetings to where everybody feels like there's they're being informed. And if something's changed kind of on the whim or we needed to pivot somewhere, I think those those types of meetings are necessary just so we all stay on the same page as we approach the event. 
in that way, everybody's in alignment there. I think when things are changing quickly like that, Verbs, when you're working towards an aggressive deadline and it's imminent, Mm -hmm. you always want to err on the side of over-communication, but that doesn't mean over-meetings, right? Over-communication can still happen without a ton of meetings. So I love that you pointed that out, and I think it's crucial to understand, okay, I'm over-communicating because this is a quickly moving target, but that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to have a ton of extra meetings. Right. Yeah, there's a couple of things that come to my mind. One is creativity. So a meeting, by definition, requires multiple people. And there are some things that can't happen in a silo. You know, on, I totally can't agree. happen uh, just working on your own, trying harder, whatever else. Yeah. One of those things is the creativity that comes up when you're developing strategy for a project or strategy to hit a goal. There is something in that collaborative environment that is just not possible if we're not meeting together for a period of time. So, you know, getting out a whiteboard, brainstorming ideas, we do this yeah. not too free. You don't want to do this too frequently. You basically just want to do this when you're trying to set course for achieving a goal or achieving a project. So that's one. When you need creative, you know, strategy or development of something. The other thing that comes to mind is connection. And I'm bringing this up because we've really uh, leaned all of these clues to be, hey, make these meetings really useful, make them productive. And the assumption is this is something that's going to be task-oriented, project-oriented, goal-oriented. But I get, I think it's worth noting that sometimes, particularly nowadays, when a lot of us can't meet all together as a team, there's not a lot of just in-office connection that happens because we're all around each other. I think it's helpful to have me. You can't really get the type of connection you need to develop the culture that maybe you want without some meeting time for connection. Here's the, here's the trick though. And I know we're kind of a little off topic here, but I just think this is important to say, because this is like a personal frustration of mine. Going back to the clear objective, if connection is Sometimes we have unproductive meetings and we say, oh, well, it's good to just connect. And for me, I would much rather say, hey, we are going to have a happy hour Friday meeting. And the purpose is just to connect, just to see how's life doing. You know, Mm -hmm. two things will happen. One, your actual work meetings will be way more productive if they're not Mm -hmm. having to bear the burden of people's connection time. And two, you will have deeper connection. Because in your team is like, oh, connection matters. I don't have to wonder if we're spending too much time in small talk right now. Mm -hmm. So for me, I I would say a a clear objective and usefulness could be just connection. And you can't get it over Slack. Yeah. And I I will say, Blake, if I can add to what you just said, is um, even when we were having our in-person meetings, um, there would be times where it was just a connection meeting. And, you know, whether it was Michael or Megan explicitly saying, hey, this is time just to connect. So we don't need to talk about work or anything like that. Let's just play Uno and drink pop. Exactly. So I think we kind of drifted here naturally where we're like, what's a good meeting? Uh, Before maybe we run down these four clues again, let's just do just some quick rapid fire tips for how our listeners can take back time on their calendar. Mm-hmm. So let me kick off the rapid fire tips here. The first one coming, coming from a sales perspective 
is when you are trying to remove a meeting from your calendar, don't worry about feeling guilty. Instead, shift your focus to how is me missing this meeting going to make my team's objectives easier, better, you know, obviously they're going to miss out on the usher references in the meeting, but how, how is me missing the meeting going to benefit what's interesting or important to them? So for example, you know, I, you know, we kind of jokingly said, Hey, I'm going to miss this meeting on Fridays. But what I could say is, Hey, um, I want that meeting to be shorter if it can be, which means not having me speak up every five seconds with a joke, it's going to go smoother, it's going to go faster, but also it's going to help our team hit its goal because I'm going to use that time over here doing X, Y, and Z thing. Yeah. So think about what's important to my boss, what's important to my team uh, before you request to not be a part of the meeting. Yeah. Here's another tip. Whenever you're canceling a meeting, suggest another way to achieve the goal of the meeting. So that means, hey, I'm going to follow up with a Slack message. Instead of having this meeting, I'm going to post a Slack message with all the details and the links that you need. Or I'm going to send you a Loom video so that the goal of the meeting is still achieved. And once again, this is one of those one-way meetings that we're talking about. When you eliminate it, you still need to acknowledge, obviously, that you're eliminating it and help people understand, hey, instead of doing it, we're going to do this. Another way that will help is if it's actually decided that the meeting is still necessary, then suggest decreasing the meeting time. So if it's not going to really take a full hour, you know, there's no reason to schedule a full hour, but give a, a realistic time frame to where that meeting will be finished and people can be released to do their work. Oh, I love doing that. I love thinking like, oh, this should maybe be a 30 minute meeting, but like just challenging, challenging and saying, can we get it done in 15 though? It's kind mm. of a fun game. Okay, and one last tip, because we've shared a bunch on here. The most practical book I've ever read, and in my opinion, maybe, this is going to sound wild, maybe one of the best books, top three books we've ever produced as a company, is one of the shortest books that we've mm -hmm. ever produced. It's called No Fail Meetings. All it is, people, is practical, useful, immediately applicable tips, templates, tools for making your life better, making your calendar better, making your team's culture better by clarifying what's a great meeting, what's not, and how do we only have good ones. Go to nofailmeetings.com and check it out today. So the good news is you don't have to keep feeling imprisoned by your calendar. You can get out of meetings that aren't serving you by escaping meetings that are more like monologues, have outlived their usefulness, lack a clear objective, or don't require your contribution. So Deidre, again, thanks for being on the show with us today. Do you have any final thoughts for our focus on this listeners? I do. Actually, I want to pose a challenge if that's okay. And I challenge. like to do this with our clients and business accelerator. I want to challenge you when you're planning your week next week. So if you're doing your weekly preview, you're looking ahead at next week, try to eliminate one meeting or cut one meeting in half. That is a gift that I'm going to give you guys. And I will leave it at that. Well, thanks for joining us on focus on this. This is the most productive podcast on the internet. So please share it with your friends. Remember to use the hashtag focus on this podcast and we'll be here next week with another great episode until then stay, stay focused. focused. Okay, DJ. What happened? I'll give you I one didn't more know. Chance. Nobody told me. Thanks for having me. It was fun. <laughs>
This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by our free download, Spring Clean Your To-Do List, a six-step guide to transform towering to-do lists into a trimmed-down list that's actually to-doable. Download the guide at fullfocusplanner.com slash printables.